Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the September 23rd, 2017 edition. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, this past week, it was Tokyo Game Show, uh, where we had a lot of news broke. Uh, Sony held their pre-TGS conference on Tuesday, which was like the middle of the night for us uh, in the West, but about 4 o'clock in Japan time, 4 p.m. So there was a lot of stuff that they went over that, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to first introduce my special guests for this week's episode. Uh, first off, as always, we've got Adam Vitali. Hey, it's me again. Hey, uh, we've got James Glizio. Hey. Hey, and uh, returning after a brief absence, we've got Kyle Campbell. Hello. Hello. All right. So last uh, time Kyle was on. I don't remember. It was. It's been, oh. There goes the train. hype train. Ah, the train's <laughs> rolling through. <laughs> the hype train, yes. It's hype because it's Yeah. Let's not feed into that garbage. People love me. I think the last time you were on was around like Stormblood or something. I could have sworn like you talked a little bit about Stormblood when that came out. Prob- but that was probably June. so a couple months ago. Yeah, not long after E3, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we wanted to talk a little bit about that since we had no one else available. Uh, it was either you or Andrea. I forget, but Andrea hasn't been on forever either. So I think she had a raid and and you offered to come on in her place. So I think that mm-hmm. was kind of how that worked out. Um, yeah, she's still way deep into that game too. But yeah, it's it's been kind of nuts. Uh, like we've been talking about, September is a huge month for us at RPG site. Just a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of news, a lot of reviews going up on the site. So let's just talk a little bit about one of those particular reviews that um, got you a little bit of controversy, which was unneeded, unfounded, and stupid. Uh, for Kyle, you reviewed Danganronpa V3, the latest entry in the series. Now, it's important to point out for people who are listening, this is a wholly separate entry. I mean, you can obviously speak to this better than I can, Kyle, but it has nothing to do with the Danganronpa 3 anime, which was meant to kind of cap off the original two games. Uh, the mm-hmm. Hope's Peak Academy, uh, Danganronpa V3 is kind of, well, I don't know if it's supposed to be the start of something new based on what you're talking about, but like I said, you can speak to this better than I can. Uh, there's no way I can really respond to any of that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Danganronpa, for, yeah, for, for all... Go ahead. I was going to say that I have not played Danganronpa. I was kind of talking with Kyle when he was discussing the review. So he kind of just spoiled me on everything. And it's the type of thing where it's like, I can't even, it's hard to talk about even in vague terms. It's, you know, because yeah. anything I say or anything Kyle says, like, might be misconstrued and yeah. what we mean. So it's it's really hard to talk about without, you know, not just not saying spoilers. It's just kind of. It's different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll concur with those, too. I remember, like, reading up about the spoilers Mm -hmm. when the Japanese release happened, and uh, you really can't answer that question without spoiling something. Okay, well, let's not stop dancing around it, then. How about briefly, just you kind of just mentioned uh, some of the things in your review, talking about that uh, you weren't a big fan of the cast uh, compared Uh, to the original two games. Can you, like, broadly speak about it? Well, here here's my background on this series. So I, I've actually reviewed every mainline Danganronpa. The only one I haven't, um, I, I didn't review was uh, Ultra Despair Girls. Yeah, and, and I actually haven't. I didn't watch the terrible anime because I heard it was like abysmal. Um, Started but, good. I saw some of it, and then yeah, it, it turned into uh, yeah, trope bill. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people say it gets really bad. I should still watch it at some point, but. Um, so I was actually pretty excited for V3 because it was like a brand new thing. And I know it's very decisive or de- decisive, divisive in Japan. Uh, the reception to it was very, very mixed. 
And uh, lo and behold, the reception in the West was kind of mixed too. Although I maintain that I don't think that, that the, the, the critiques that I had for the game are all that different from reviews that scored higher than me. Um, uh, my biggest complaint, honestly, I can't, okay. There's, there's a few moments in this game that are, that I can't talk about at all that are the divisive mm-hmm. moments. And, you know, one of those in particular, I absolutely despised, but I won't talk about it. Um, this and, is fine. We're going to say stuff we can't talk about. Yeah. Well, you can't say the thing about Daniel Rampa is it's the whole appeal is the story and the plot. That's the sure. whole appeal. Visual novel. You know, mostly, I, and then, yeah. I can't, I can't tell, tell you about gameplay mechanics or like anything like that. Cause it's like, yeah, the gameplay is like very, I mean, you're just reading text for the vast overwhelming majority of the running. Time. Well, let's talk about what about what kind of do they, um, from my understanding is that a lot of the base game is the same as far as the courtroom drama, but then you've got like new systems that they use oh, for yeah. getting the facts, right? Well, so like the whole appeal of Danganronpa, um, I actually, I'll finish my first thought is so, yeah, please. I was really excited for this game cause I wanted to see what the big hubbub was. And, um, even Danganronpa 2 is like one of my favorite games ever, like in my top 10. Um, Me too. I just thought it was a just phenomenal game. It was just so mostly just how funny it was. Um, and it was just just the trials were excellent. And the whole cast. I think that was one of the there's like I think there's 15, 16 characters in Danganronpa. Well, that that varies. But um, oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of characters in Danganronpa 2. And I loved like almost every single one of them. And I did adjust my expectations because it's not like this game where I was just like expecting it to be Danganronpa 2 again and just, you know, blow me away in that sense. But um, when I went into it, uh, I was kind of enjoying it. And slowly over time, uh, it started to feel kind of desperate and really drawn out. There's one chapter, <laughs> there's one chapter in this game that is like nine hours Um what I'm always thinking is like, God, I could finish like Resident Evil Seven, the whole game, and the time that it takes to finish this chapter. So um, novelsphere, right? Like they're getting longer, it seems. Oh yeah, they're. Um, I the one thing I will say that I don't understand how like people beat this in like the same amount of time as quote unquote the other ones, um, because first of all, Danganronpa One is way shorter than Danganronpa Two. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, sure. And then the and this one is even way. Well, I'll say it's like. It's longer than two. Two is pretty long and drawn out too, but this one was on another level where it was just like the most simple plot information. Like here, here's an example because I can't talk about plot stuff, so I'm just going to use an, a really vague example. Say <laughs> me and a- Adam are hanging out and we decide we're going to go to a pizza place and then we go eat pizza and then when someone asks Adam what the pizza was like, he tells a three and a half hour long story about walking across a, like a sidewalk that took five minutes. Like that's how this slow this game. <laughs> oh, it's the pacing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. So... I mean, that, I was just about to ask, like, it's not just the length. It's just that it, it feels like it's doesn't, it doesn't like earn the length that it has. It just it kind drags of, its so it's a shonen anime syndrome. It's it yeah. feels like it just feels yeah. incredibly drawn out. And like, it really needed a script editor. Cause it's like, like there was just one point in the game in particular where it was like, I understand, I understand. Can we please move on from this? And it was just, <laughs> and it just kept going, and it does that multiple times. And uh, so it's not just the divisive moments uh, or anything like that. Um, and that's not just the problem with the translation. It's like it's obvious it was inherent to the original script too. Yeah, yeah. It's well, no, the, the localization di- wouldn't do anything for that. Yeah, the that's... localization. 
the localization for the game isn't great. Like, I didn't know this when I reviewed it, but, like, for example, one of the things I didn't like about... I didn't like the new cast as a whole, but, like, one example is this character named Gunta, who's, like... He was raised by wolves, and in the English localization, yeah. they made him talk like he's, like, like me, Jane, BK you, Tarzan. Man. Yeah, yeah, that. It's like, oh, Gonta, Gonta, no, do something bad, Gonta. And he oh talks like that. The whole, and it's, it gets so old, at, like, really quick. He's just like, no, Gonta, protect, Gonta, do this. I'm how like, can oh, you find, it. like, how can you relate to a character? Like, oh, I totally was raised by wolves. Apparently in the Japanese version, yeah, he's very, he's way better written. And you know, of course, that, like, what they did, and they talked about this at Anime Expo, that they assigned separate uh, translators or localizers per yep. character. Yep. Oh yeah, they. Gosh. I don't I, know. I don't know, know why why they did that, and and again, it is really hard to talk about this game just because, like, um, again, the whole appeal of this series to me is that the story and like you know the you know it's a who done it. If you just tell someone who the killer is or what who died and who you know this and that and who's involved, then a lot of the tension gets sucked out of the room. Um, but the, the trials are better in the sense that I think they fit together more logically. And again, this isn't a spoiler, but in like Danganronpa 2, there's one part where um, it's kind of infamous for how like kind of like nonsensical it is where it's like, oh, this person filled up a swimsuit with gravel and then hit the other person or they hit something. I can't remember exactly, but I remember like most people get stuck at it because it's like, the so logic the of field, the situ- yeah. the logic of the situation is like what the fuck are you talking about like who would think to do this and well, then there's not there's not really any of that in Danganronpa V3 so i say that i think the team has gotten better at making cases like the trials are pretty can be still pretty interesting um like they have non the the team debates now where like you know if you have a certain amount of students they'll 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 pick sides and it adds this kind of like interesting group dynamic um, some of the, I mean, I think anyone that loves Danganronpa, and I even say this as someone who gave the second game a 10 out of 10, that uh, the, the mini games are never that great in that series. Yeah. Um, One and two are. is weird, yeah. I actually was hoping that there would be less of them in V3, but there's actually more. Like, they have this awful one called Psych Taxi that's like a shitty version of Outrun. And I, just, <laughs> oh, I suck at that game so great. <laughs> and and it's, it's really frustrating, and I'm just like, like, there's one point where, like, if you haven't played Danganronpa, so, like, there's moments in a case where, where your character will be like, wait a minute, and then you have to, like, play a little mini game to, like, come to a conclusion, like, oh, this yeah, person is actually puzzle. the... Yeah, and, like, there's points in this game, again, where it's so drawn out, where, like, you'll have to play the same mini game to come to the exact same point in each mini game. It's like, we could only, oh. we only have to do this in one. For some reason, you keep doing this. Yeah, they um, want to mess it, because it's not all courtroom drama, but, man, yeah, it's that's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's so, like, I didn't, like, I don't want to be like super negative like there i know that there's some people that like this game is kind of like i thought people were just going to like castrate me over this this review um because just to be completely frank uh dangarampa fans are nuts uh but uh can you still hear me everyone still hear me yeah yeah yeah. Okay. okay i thought i cut out but um the uh there there's like this like reception that i also got with people were like yeah i didn't like those moments either like people that like just watched it on youtube because there's like um the funny thing about this game is the beyond the first chapter is blocked from sharing on ps4 despite the game being on pc and despite the fact that you can literally watch the ending from like a february upload of the game (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so i don't know why they decided to do that just kind of like atlas and p5 it's just silly um 
but it's just it it's such a drawn out game and it was just like i was actually grading like i just i don't say this very often but i honestly felt like the game was wasting my time and yeah. it didn't it barely ever made me laugh and that was one of the things like the original in mean, Rumpa 2 uh, like set the scene a little so like you get kidding uh like it has like one of my favorite intros to a game ever where like you and the other 16 or 15 ultimates i guess um, arrive on this island, and if you play the first Dangarampa, you know Monokuma's the, the the headmaster of the academy, but you arrive on this island in the second game, and you meet all of the other ultimates, and the headmaster of this school is called Monomi, and she's like a magical girl bunny rabbit, and and it's really funny, it's a really great intro, and then like out of nowhere, Monokuma shows up and says like, no, 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 like, because Monomi wants you all to like get along and go to school and be happy, <laughs> And then Monokuma's like, no, no, no. He shows up and says, uh, now the killing game's going to begin. And he, he takes away, like, Monomi's powers. And because uh, she she was literally a magical girl, by the way. Um, and uh, it was just like, a, and then the actual intro for the game plays. And it's such a, like, glorious, like, I probably didn't sell very well, but it's such a glorious moment. I never felt that Danganronpa 3 was, like, ever happy or joyful or glorious or funny. And it's just, like... Some of those divisive moments are going to make people really mad. Um, um, can I ask yeah. a question? You said that you sure. didn't review Ultra the Spirit Girls, but have you mm-hmm. played it? No, I didn't because uh, at the time, uh, well, I, had I, a, I had a Vita TV and it looked really bad on a Vita TV. Okay. Um, and well, I need to buy as someone that version. played through Ultra the Spirit Girls and actually reviewed it. Your mm-hmm. complaint that it felt like V three was never happy. Ultra Spirit Girls, there is not a happy moment in that game. It is over the top with mm-hmm. how depressing it is. Yeah, I've heard so that. So I, I feel like that's just something that the series has kind of leaned towards since then. It, it, it might be, but it's also just like, like the, the second game is like, it's like Yakuza in the sense like it's a legitimately funny game. Um, and... Like, that's really rare. Like, humor in games, I think, is super rare. Like, for oh, the longest time, yeah. I thought... For the longest time, I thought the funniest game ever was Elder Scrolls Oblivion, but that wasn't on the part of, like, intentionally. It was just that the glitches were fucking hilarious in Oblivion. Um, I will say then... that Ultra Spirit Girls does have some humor. Like, mm-hmm. the save sections, like, where you save is there's literally a duck toilet that the main character sits on, and that's how you save. Yeah, the... So. Uh, I still need to play it, but um, the uh, there are good things about V three. Like some people really like it. Um, the the music is still amazing. Uh, I can't remember the composer's name, but he's he's composed a bunch of stuff, and he's he's on point as always. The the Mono Cubs, who are Mono Cubans, like robotic children, and that's not a spoiler. Um, have like the be- they have like the greatest theme I've heard in a game this year. It's just like this jazzy here, like. Like is the music in that music. game great though? I mean, like of all things, Digger up yeah. by V three, yeah, like yeah, that's that, that, the best. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is it, it is it that's is still on point. Like he's good. just as good as he ever was. Um, and there's lots of music. I think there's something like five of us, the CDs worth of soundtrack. <laughs> that's right. Game. I remember hearing about that. It was like flooded with music, and that's great because that's like even then, uh, that was what I don't know about you, but like for Dangarampa two, that made it like hit that ten out of ten because it had a great soundtrack <laughs> to go with everything. Yeah, it did. And um, it, it, the the interesting thing about this series is I think that you're, like, you, if you're a fan, you're going to just have to play this game for yourself to decide what you feel about it. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the thing that happens early on totally dissuades people. Uh, basically, example, the game makes some decisions, and yeah. it's basically up to the player if, like, this is cool or this is crap. So Yeah, basically. <laughs> and one of them is at the very end. And uh, I think even Adam was pretty surprised when I told him, even though he has no connection with the yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, he, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. So it, I just, I, I just, mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's, it's. I guess yeah. I, I just want to say anything. You know, I don't want to tease it. Or <laughs> no, don't. No, uh, but I. Yeah, yeah I, I think we'll probably talk about it. Has been really awkward. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I want to say at least though, because Adam, when that review went up, I did see you post about like you know uh, now I have no interest in the series anymore because of that review. You should not that let no, let that dissuade you. No, that's that's I basically. Didn't, I didn't say that. I just said i have no interest in the series so because of that i let him spoil me <laughs> oh so, yeah but i didn't just I, tell i didn't just tell him out of the blue or something yeah. no 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 but I, well, I mean that's that's what i'm saying though is that you should not th- let that dissuade you though because the first two games are very 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 good i know you haven't even played like the phoenix Wright series so you don't have like a base of reference as far as like the courtroom drama uh type of appeal to it but like those two games i think are sort of you know how do you say like cross market appeal? Uh, because it's not just straight up visual novel. Like the the logic puzzles behind it. Who's James rubbing your microphone? Sorry, Sorry about Sorry. that. Sorry. Uh, the the appeal of that I think is so amazing. And you know, the the twists and turns and, and the way the drama unfolds and the way the characters interact with each other, especially if you don't know who's gonna betray you and who's who's got your back, who do you think you can trust. I think that's what makes it so much fun to to uh, to uh, to play and be able to witness that instead of just you know some people like to just watch like a video on YouTube, but I think playing it uh, gives a lot of emphasis, a lot of gravitas uh, that I appreciate from that. It's kind of like reminding me of like games like uh, Valiant War and stuff like that. Like unless you're actually controlling the action, seeing what's happening, it's really hard to really feel how amazing that experience is. So I still highly recommend it, considering you know they have that bundle out on PS4 and PC where you can get like both games and you know all of them are available like on pc and ps4 now uh that it would be i behoove you uh adam to give it a try though so i just wanted to to really let that i hammer that home because i think and anything that goes anyone else listening to this is that even if uh you know degrupa v3 from everything i heard like even in japan people are pretty you know eh about it you know it kind of came and went in japan when it came out in january and i didn't hear, hear great things about it either so i'm kind of surprised that you know people were uh, on Kyle for giving it like a six out of ten, or Destructoid for a ten out of ten, or whatever it is, because I think that that's kind of par for what the game got originally in Japan. I mean, you can't trust Amazon reviews, but that's just from people I know who imported it. I don't know if you guys followed any of those guys though, but mm-hmm. just my experience. So let's. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to talk about before we head into news, though. Anything? Mm, no. Okay, cool. Well, let's head into news then. Uh, So, as I said, it was a pretty big week as far as video game industry is concerned. So we had, uh, you know, right off the beginning of the week, Sony, like I said, at the top of this, they had their pre-TGS conference that they hold every year. Um, I don't know if Sony's going to have an, like an actual TGS conference. I think it's usually like Sony Japan or Sony Asia has theirs, and that's kind of like on... I think they usually had it like on a, on today, I think. But um, in any case, so leading up to the actual TGS, the only real the big piece of news that we had right away was the fact that Final Fantasy IX was rated for Europe. 
and ended up being confirmed, but that was uh, some pretty big piece of news. I know, Kyle, you've been playing some of that. Um, how's your feelings been about that so far, in fact? I wanted to hear about that. About what, sorry? Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy IX PS4. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Um, uh, it's pretty good. Um, well, first of all, it 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 is the PC port that they did the beginning of last year, yeah. um, I believe. So it, it's that. Um, some people I know don't like it because it's, you know, clearly a mobile port, but it does, it's not like Final Fantasy VI where they have it has like the atrocious art. Um, sprite work, yeah. Yeah, the the awful sprite work. It's like the original game, but the models are are like I don't even know if they're touched up or if they're just rendered in a much higher resolution. But um, I really like it. It uh, uh, it has um, the UI is like a little bit big. Um, clearly, it's touchpad roots, but like. You know, it has the options to like, you know, those that all those Final Fantasy re-releases have of going super fast or doing, you know, infinite amount of damage or this or that and the other thing. But it level nine 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 nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks it looks really good in my opinion. And uh, I know that there was some reports of a music bug or something. I haven't encountered that yet. Well, um, I think... mm-hmm. a couple of I know like Final Fantasy ten on PS4. What the music bug is is that like there's the overworld or the dungeon music playing. And then, like when you get into battle, you beat the battle, and then when you return back to the to the exploration, the music starts over when it should like continue from where it ended. So I know they eventually patched, they fixed that in Final Fantasy X. Um, I think there was another game that happened too. I don't know if it was Final Fantasy VII on PS4. I'm not sure. Um, but I, anyways, Final Fantasy IX is now doing that. So it's just kind of like, well, hopefully they fix it because that was not in the PC version. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear kind about of a that. weird little annoying a, thing. It seems like a. I, I know some people don't like that it has the analog control or whatever. I saw some people saying that. I don't it's really not know analog. what. Not analog. That was it. Yeah, so it's uh, like you only can move in eight directions technically, um, but the PC version is the same. Yeah. Um, it, so <laughs> it doesn't really bother me, um, but I, I think it's a good port. Uh, I don't. I don't see what's wrong with it. And so uh, you only played the game like a f- the first time like a few years ago, right? Like oh, I year. played it last fall last... for the first time, and I loved it. It was super, super good. Would you play it again now that you got like a cheat mode? <laughs> oh, no, the, the PC one has those too. Uh, yeah, no, I, feel, I know that. I, I feel dirty using those. Um, I know like some people don't like Final Fantasy IX because the, the combat is a little slow. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the super fast mode fixes that, although I do think... Like running around, like make the super fast mode is way too fast. Yeah, like, it's like, kind of no. crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't control it. It's like I'm literally walking as VV, not running, and I literally can't control where he's going. It's so fast. Gosh. Okay. So I was just curious because I've not touched like those versions at all. Like I only have my memory of the original uh, PlayStation One release, and of course that PS3 release. And it's it's important to point out because like there were a number of people that were confused and like why is it on PS4 when it, they could just get the PS3? Where's my Final Fantasy VIII or whatever? And it is a different version. Uh, it's a it's not quite remastered, but I know I think a lot of people are saying like well why can't they touch up the backgrounds? It's because I don't think they have the access to those files anymore, and also yeah. that'd be a lot of work. I'm pretty sure like this Final Fantasy IX. I, I probably won't get the terminology here right, but they kind of. It's one of those dealies where they lost the source code and they kind of had to yeah. like, like reverse it in a backward sort of way. So 
re, like re, like what's it called reverse engineer like a, yeah like, so copy that's like what blue point <laughs> does for a lot of their games they yeah show the classes yeah they just reverse engineer the originals and it's it's kind of like that's a big problem with just games in general is like preservation like yeah uh like it's the old, those old final fantasies are the 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 ones on ps1 rather um, the problem with those is they're all all those assets were made for like four by three, you know, 1080i or 480i TVs, Oof. and uh, like the res the Resident Evil games from that era are the same. Like when they released uh, Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil Zero, Capcom uh, basically had to like kind of like stretch the image and like touch it up. They they did a really good job, and then the Zero was better than Remake in that regard. But Square is probably having the same issue with these games where they're like they're made for TVs for technology that is so old at this point that like they'd have to remake they might as well remake the whole thing um they uh, haven't shown Resident Evil 2 remake yet have they oh god no that was the whole yeah. reason I, I stayed up to watch that TGS stream because I thought <laughs> it might be there and it wasn't yeah that's god, the one thing we can confirm it wasn't since there they yeah. teased it they, no, no, it's been like a year, actually. Two, I think it's it been two, they originally two years. teased it at um, San Diego Comic Con 2015, so it's been two oh. years. No, two years, but what they did is they asked on their Facebook, would you guys like a Resident Evil 2 remake? And then I can't remember that the producer of Resident Evil was like, he went into like a boardroom and said, look how many people want this. And then he like went and recorded a video and said, we're going to do this. So really, like, I don't think it's even been that long. It's just no, like, it really just, hasn't. That's it's that's a short two, span. It's two years, and like they, that's a very different kind of way of announcing a game. But I'm gonna say this to keep it on topic. I bet you that the Resident Evil 2 remake is out and old before Final Fantasy VII remake gets anywhere close to its first episode. Oh gosh, not anytime soon. Because they said like it'd be like you know 2018 or later, whatever it was. Didn't the like, Final Fantasy VII remake like change from? What? Mm-hmm. It was originally being developed by CyberConnect 2. And yeah, and now it's Square Enix Internal. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't know if I think they passed it off or whatever it was, but that was I definitely... Remember, what... God, I remember when they, I was at the Sony press conference when they announced that, and everyone was going nuts. And like in hindsight, it's like, why why does Square keep doing this? Why do they announce <laughs> things like way, way before they're anywhere remotely close to done? Or even started it. that. Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced like back in 2013 <laughs> when, the, when the verses became uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, that's I'm, I was there when that happened, and uh, I, mean, I was still at, I was still in high school when Versus 13 was announced. Oh my gosh, it's it's such a yeah, me too. That's such a crazy thing to think about. But you know, we get so excited over those matters, and it's funny. I think they even like Square Enix even said something like, you know, we really should stop doing that, <laughs> and then they just yeah. do it again. They can't help yeah. it. They're so excited uh, to share. I think. I think the worst one was I think uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was announced oh, in like 2012. Yeah. I think it was announced in like 2012, and then they're like, "Yeah, this might not be done until like 2022." And I'm like, "What Witcher, the fuck?" Witcher Three was still was just started development. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so. it hadn't even, and they're just like, I think that the reason for that was like they were it was part of some hiring initiative or something. Yeah, or, that makes sense. And that and that's why they did that. But it's just like 2023 or tw- what? I mean, they're still uh, doing it. You see, on their every time they advertise on their Twitter account, it's they're using images of Cyberpunk. I mean, that's obviously the next game, but still, you know, that's yeah. been what they've been, they've had that as part of their like uh, E3 pamphlets that they give out for years. Like since I saw like Witcher Three and Behind Closed Doors, they had Cyberpunk as part of their pamphlet. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they know. 
I, I I quite appreciate Bethesda's approach of not announcing the game until like it's like six months away from release. Yeah, when it's still not done. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, TGS news. No, that's yeah. but this is relevant because we're talking about remakes. Yeah. Did you guys see? We saw that footage for Shadow of the Colossus also during the pre-TGS, and boy. So um, I think it looks insanely good. Uh, I do get the concern some people have that it's losing some of its soul, I guess, because what they did back then on the PS2 era, um, for me to read a, the original creator, he had to use uh, effects such as fog and whatnot to kind of cover up the uh, the the landscape. The, the draw the, yeah, the, not the draw distance. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so he had to cover up like that. It kind of reminds me of um, the Sun Hill 2 remakes, uh, remasters on PS3, because yeah. uh, they, they, they got rid of a lot of the fog and... Uh, drew everything back and then you got to see like these trees don't have any bottoms to them or the boats like there's no well, water they, below well, it well they it's, they they that was that was because it didn't work though no like, it's that... like the pre-release code yeah they had they gave them like they really treated them like crap but like blue point i kind of hope that if it's going to be out in 2018 that they add some of those effects back because you may have seen like there's like an image going around of like a bird landing uh i'm sorry what the name of the boss is but one of the colossi the bird that lands on top of the pedestal it's just them and like a pretty bland looking background and they compared it to the original shot from like the early era and it's all mysterious and covered in fog you know and, and creepy uh so in this case it looks kind of sterile <laughs> so mm-hmm. i can kind of see it but otherwise those screenshots that we put out and the footage of course is incredible like blue point it's, hats off to them it's uh, no, uh shadow of the colossus sorry shadow of the sorry uh, shadow of the colossus is like a very ethereal looking game and yes that's that fog effect was like part of a technical a technical limitation, but I do think like it it looks like it does lose like some of its personality and yeah. like it looks really good, but it I I see both sides of it there. Yeah, the models look great, but like the bat the environments it's 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 not gonna look as good as what something that was built from the ground up with the PS4 will be. So you yeah. uh, maybe maybe it's just like an early trailer because you know a lot of these times like the. Uh, I'll let James talk after this, but like you know, when they put out these trailers, a lot of the stuff is like uh, stuff that they completed, uh, assets they completed like a month ago or something like that, and then they just or up to the event itself. But they're going to put a lot of the systems back in. They just used it for like frame rate purposes that might not be perfect just yet. So I hope that that's stuff they added. Reminds me of like Shenmue Three; they didn't add the facial animations because that wasn't done yet. Um, but it's something that. Um, Despite all that, it's still, like I said, it's a, a beautiful uh, work that they've done. But James, you're going to say something? I might be wrong, and correct me if I am, but I do believe that Bluepoint, they're definitely, they know what they're doing. Apparently, wasn't Bluepoint the company that ported uh, Titanfall from the Xbox One to the 360? Like, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, but they yeah. also did the Shadow of the Colossus Eco remasters, too, so... Yeah. It's important to point out that they've got a history and clearly very reliable for the work that they've done. They've done other remastered ports as well, like Metal Kyle's Gear talking Solid. about. Metal yep. Gear Solid. That's exactly what I was going to say, the Metal Solid collection, which I hope comes to the PS4 someday because Konami seems to be bringing stuff back around because they also announced Zone of the Enders 2 uh, would be coming to the PlayStation 4 with VR support and uh, upgraded sound design uh obviously 4k visuals and all this amazing stuff um as a huge fan of zone of the enders 2 of course but i mean i kind of wish i don't know about you guys but i come i had some appeal with zone of the enders 1 i know a lot of people didn't really like that game because it was very much like a evangelion ripoff but i kind of that's the only one i've played 
Oh, you haven't played two? I played one back when the PS2 was new, because like back in those days, the first year the PS2 was actually it was really good, but it was also kind of like you just played whatever you could get. Didn't tell me they... it's like I yeah, love this. It... I like the first one. Whatever, it was fun. Yeah, Zone of the one came with, I believe it was the Metagross Solid 2 demo, which is why yep. a lot of people bought it. And so, yep. yep, it was great. I think you'd love Zone of the Enders 2. It's like you and uh, uh, some of the other people I've been talking to, they didn't get to play the second one. And it's like the action is so much fun. I mean, you can get some of the sense of that from the trailer they put out. Like, so they showed a short clip of it during the TGS conference, the pre TGS conference, but like they released a full length one a little bit later on Konami's YouTube channel. And we put it on our site, too, but it's like four minutes or something, and it just looks fantastic. I don't know if they put any new cutscenes in it, but they did say they did. Uh, they, we did a lot of the sound effects and uh, I think even the voice work they did. So it's it's great to see, like, despite the issues people have with Konami, and they look definitely going to exist perpetually because of the way they treated the employees and all that stuff. Like, you've got Super Bomberman, and then you got, you know, Zone of the Enders 2 and eventually Metagor Solid, uh, Metagor Survive, I guess, but uh, you know, we can still see at least life from these properties that we thought were going to be doomed. You know, like they were going to just be kind of shoved away. I mean, Konami sees money with that, but even if it's not the priority, uh, is there any other properties you guys would like to see come from like the PlayStation 3 era to the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 2 era to PlayStation 4 from Konami? Because, or anything really. I'd like more of their rhythm games to come over to the West. <laughs> yes. Like what? Well, pretty much anything under their Bomani brand, like mm-hmm. anything. Like You're speaking and, stuff I have no idea about. Yeah, pop and music. I'd like a console version of that. I'd like yeah. for it to come over. Like DDR, what happened to DDR? Stuff like uh, that. It's still in arcades, I imagine. Like, yeah, they are. Still... It's like Bomani is like a huge thing for Konami. Like people keep saying, oh, Konami doesn't make games anymore. They make Pachinko. It's like. No, like, read up about Bimani. Like, Konami and Bandai Namco basically have a stranglehold on the arcade um, rhythm game genre in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just, like, bring this up quick, because Bimani's, like, tons of different, like, franchises of uh, rhythm games. And, yeah, it's, like, since 1997, it's, like, Beat Mania, Poppin' Music, uh, Jubeat, Sound Voltex... But do they have, like, a market in the West at all? Because I feel like outside of arcade, you do, I mean, like, Rock Band and Guitar Hero, they kind of came and went pretty quick. I don't know. But you, you do have to <laughs> am I, am I depressing you? Is the game, idea? I think the problem is, is that the people that are really into rhythm games, and rhythm games are expensive because yes. almost all of the big ones have those peripherals. Like, Taiko has the Tadakans, which are basically the, the little drums. DDR has the mats. Sound Voltex and what not have their own controllers and like these things can be expensive like a sound voltex controller or an iDide or an or a beat mania controller is going to be like over a hundred dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and most of the people that play those games they're savvy enough to just play them like the original japanese versions or use emulators to play the arcade versions on their pc yeah so i mean That's- it's probably not doesn't make any business sense for them to bring it over to the West because I think because of course that market's probably already playing the games in one form yeah. or another. But I mean, it would be nice to see them on consoles at least because Tyco is on consoles, but nothing really from Mono, um, from Bomani. I mean, I think yeah, I like Dance Dance like Revolution Tyco, yeah. could live again, but 
<laughs> I mean, that could totally happen because if you think about it, there's been a lot of genres lately that have seen a resurgence. Like even with like visual novels, like Tokimeki Memorial, it'd be great to see like a new entry and also be localized because that genre is seen like being huge in the West for a while. It seems because of Steam, <sighs> places like Steam, and also consoles like Atlas localized and like Uturao Romano. So I can definitely see stuff like that happening too. Um, and you know, it'd be nice to see another Suikoden. But, you know, who knows if that'll ever happen because uh, the creatives who we get in, of course, working on Alliance Alive, um, which is going to be localized here pretty soon. Uh, but also, let's move on to the rest of the news that they've got here because we still got Doc. There's been like, there was a ton of remasters and remakes announced for during that conference because you've also got uh, Vanillaware and Atlas bringing Dragon's Crown Pro to the PlayStation 4. Now, we knew about this because there was a leak, uh, an ad leak, uh, in regards to Tokyo Game Show that showed that that was going to happen. But um, they didn't really talk about, in regards to this game, about any additional features that were going to occur. Like, the biggest thing was that you'd be able to cross-play between PlayStation 4, Vita, and PS3, which I think is perfect. Because if it's a way for me to, say, bring my save from PlayStation 3 to PS4, I think Josh and I were talking about this last week. I think that'd be great, because then we can keep our progress from there. And and just move around. Um, I don't know if that uh, if that also includes like cross buy, but because I know Probably Journey not. did that. Like if you owned it on PS3, you got the PS4 version for free. I don't think they said anything about that, right? I don't I think don't... they're gonna do that because um, Vanillaware is a pretty small company, and I sure what um, what this is telling me. Journey is, is too. I mean th- that game software is too, but yeah, the yeah. game company. I mean. Well, but with how much work goes into Vanillaware's titles with, like, the 2D animation and whatnot and the detailed artwork, I would not be surprised if part of the reason why they're pushing um, the PS4 version of Dragon's Crown is just to get a little bit more funding necessary for 13 Sentinels. Yeah, and they are hiring for a new project, apparently. There was news that broke out recently about that. But, yeah, 13 Sentinels... We got to see the first trailer for that, and boy... Is it even an RPG? It looks like a shmup. I mean... I didn't see any gameplay. There was a like, bit I of like, gameplay in the trailer. Around. There's like one short section where you see like bullets like in a vertical pattern, which is yeah. I don't know. Well, when it was spirit. first announced, we didn't know what it was. <laughs> so like we kind yeah. of were wondering. We've been wondering for a while, I guess. Yeah, but I, I think if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but Vanillaware's only works in RPGs like their entire existence, right? Like because they've got that and they got Princess Crown, which you know the studio eventually after that became Vanillaware. The people that worked on that game became Vanillaware. So like I don't think they the, it could have like you know the near Automata thing where like they add different genres into it or Odin Sphere because Odin Sphere also had like moments where it was like kind of like a shooter uh, action game. Not so much that, but like you know you would. Uh, you'd have to like move around to attack a boss, like you get attacked from like flying projectiles and stuff like that. So who knows? Um, I mean, for me though, I think we're still gonna cover it on the site though, because it's yeah. uh, it looks so badass. Because uh, yeah, they did they do amazing work, and I'm really appreciative that they are sticking to their philosophy that they can make 2D art beautiful even on current consoles you know because i know adam you and i are huge fans of that art style and sprite work of course because we've got octopath traveler to look forward to but like uh they really know how to bring out the best of the hardware and considering they're working just with 2d art they can do a lot more with that stuff any thoughts about that at 13 sentinels at all guys you guys looking forward to that i don't really know what it is still so i don't i can't be excited did you see the trailer yeah, I saw it, but it was, well, students with robots is all you need to know, man. And <laughs> well, they the robots is naked. It a, is it? Is it a, again? It's like 
What, what was the last Vanilla Software game you played? <laughs> uh, what was it? I think it was actually Dragon's Crown. Oh, okay. Did you like that game? Yeah, I liked Dragon's Crown, and I liked um, what's the other the the Vita one that was also Maramasa. Uh, Maramasa. Maramasa. Yeah, that was really fun too. I like their games. It's just like I can't be excited for it when it seems like it's still <sighs> so vague about everything. It's sci-fi though, they haven't done sci-fi yet. It's always been fantasy, so I'm excited for that. Hopefully, there's like gigantic fruit, like in all the other ones, just for random <laughs> reasons, <laughs> just because <laughs> I like the way they make the fruit in their games, the food. Oh God, uh, I I think I tweeted out about this when I was playing through Maramasa earlier this year, just. I have a love-hate relationship with Vanillaware games. I love them because their gameplay is great. But man, when I see that food, I always get hungry because it looks so good. How can you hate that then? Because it makes you just want to go eat, like use up your budget? Yeah. All right. Okay. I called that out. So, yeah. And then for the the other news, um, it, it was kind of a lot of different things. They've got, they had a bunch of Atomi games that they talked about. They, of course, had Automaster, which is still kind of shocking that they haven't localized that yet, uh, considering uh, how huge it is in Japan. Like, you think it'd be huge over here, too, considering there's a lot of Japanese fans. Um, they also announced a new Gundam game. They showed off a lot of VR stuff as well that doesn't really seem all that exciting, to be honest. I mean, they had Gungrave, but that game looked kind of. Sloppy. I don't know. They like announced the new like Earth Defense Force when Earth Defense Force Five isn't even out yet. Yeah, that's that was kind of weird, right? <laughs> I was like, especially Wait, when enough. it looks a lot better than Earth Defense Force Five. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, and let me just I'm, I'm just looking through like because we on our on our Twitter account we like to live tweet events as they're happening. So I'm going through uh one our co-worker kite uh, actually did a lot of the work here and so hats off to him he did a lot of great work here we got like yeah the nino kuni 2 trailer uh yakuza 2 uh, yakuza kwami 2 was shown off and yeah the taika no tatsujin which got is getting an english release in asia so i might want to pick that up because that's that uh drum rhythm game people don't remember uh yeah. the taiko drums i actually recommend people getting the uh japanese version because the, the menus you can learn quickly but there's going to be some songs that aren't in the asian version if the previous taiko games are anything to go by no or at least you know obviously just wait to find out uh if that's going to be the case because uh you know it'd be kind of nice to know yeah they also announced noctis for dissidia which was leaked already because amazon actually put that in the description for the game uh, when it was first announced for the West that uh, the, uh, Noctis is coming to Dissidia. And so we knew about this for months. Uh, they just decided to wait till now to show footage of that. And I guess they said also that they're going to announce new characters for uh, Dissidia in, I think, in October and November. Like, they're going to announce two new characters over those two times. So we hear more about that then. Uh, I don't know if Adam's back yet. I'm back. Okay, cool. Because I want to talk about this next bit, is that... Uh, they showed off some new characters for Fire Emblem Warriors. Now, they did just announce some new characters uh, just like an hour or two ago. Uh, or today, I mean. So we've got, uh, is it Kata? And I Silica. think it's supposed to be pronounced Sheeta still. It's, I don't know. So Let's just stick with Sheeta. Sheeta is um, basically the kind of like the prototype Pegasus Knight in the series. She's basically Marth's love interest in the original game. Um, blue-haired Pegasus Knight. Um, she's known as Sheeta in Japan, and then like she's got like two different English names depending on if it's a an American or European localization. <sighs> it's so kind of weird. Stick I, to I one. think it's still pronounced Sheeta either way. Weirdly, I'm not sure. Either that or Kata. I don't know. 
But yeah, they announced her. She's a Pegasus Knight. So there's a couple of Pegasus Knights. There's her, and then there's uh, Cordelia from Awakening that was announced, obviously, a long time ago, and a couple other flyers. Um, they announced Celica from Fire Emblem Echoes. She's kind of like a Mage Knight, so she uses a sword, but also can do like fireball-type magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also revealed Tiki, also from the first Fire Emblem. Um, this is the young form of Tiki, so not like the Awakening Tiki. Um, basically, a, she's, I guess, a dragon. I forget what's the term they use. Manicite. Um, dragon girl can, you know, cast magic, and maybe she can transform. They haven't shown that yet, but who knows. That'd be they, so good, because she was the best character. Game, she literally throws her stones at people to attack, and then her yeah. um, Musou form is her actually transforming. Okay. <laughs> if she's anything like her Awakening character, I she'd be one of my favorites to use because she's she's such a great character in that game too. So, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Uh, and I think was it Lynn announced during the direct, right? That was Lynn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked yeah, about Lynn was announced last week. last week. So, the characters were leaked on a box art, and we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. And they basically it's lining up exactly as the box art said. So I think the only character that hasn't been announced that was leaked is Anna. Um, who is kind of like the series mascot kind of girl. She's kind of shows up in every game or most every game, usually in like menus or something. Um, so she'll probably be the next announcement. I mean, they're probably going to be announced before the game releases next week or whatever in Japan. So that's right. It's it's out next week. Uh, it's like, they... like, it's like September 28th in Japan, October 30th in the West. October so, 20th in the West. 20th. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Keeping like this confused. Like I keep thinking that's going to be out sometime in spring, but that's like, a bunch of other games that Atlas has got uh, as well, and and it's the 3DS games that are throwing me off because they actually showed the first footage of the 3DS version of Fire Emblem Warriors as well during yeah. the event. Did you get to see any of that? I didn't look at the 3DS footage. I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, like I kind of had to remind myself, oh yeah, this is also coming to 3DS. <laughs> it, I, I kind of. Like I should sorry. stress it's new 3DS exclusive. Yeah, it's new. Yes, that's right. One, uh, of the, one of the rare new 3DS exclusives. That so. and Xenoblade Chronicles as well. And I'm not um, sure if there's another one. Um, so, I mean, Warriors yeah. Legends technically runs on the original 3DS, but it, yeah. it should have been exclusive. <laughs> technically runs. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks a lot like that game. Like, if you yeah. look at the Fire Emblem Warriors 3DS footage, it looks a lot like Hyrule's, Hyrule Warriors Legends did. So, you know, a lower uh, rent, a lower quality models and all that, uh, but still looking pretty smooth. And so I think that, you know, people who enjoy that version or want to stick to their handheld version will still find a lot of uh, enjoyment out of that. But, you know, it's coming to the Switch, so, so you get the portable and the console. Way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So might as well enjoy it that way. Um so that I mean I don't know if there was any other real switch news. Uh, we did find out Atelier, Lydia, and, and Suell would be coming out for PS4, Switch, and PC in 2018, early 2018, uh, which is not that long after the Japanese version. It might so they're be a really... worldwide release if it, if it, if, it, if they're because you have to understand that um, uh, Knights of Azure two. It's only a two month gap between the Japanese yeah. and English release. Uh, they might have been they might be working towards having worldwide release, especially considering. There's a Steam release at the same time as the Japanese release. Well, I don't know because it's like I mean, hasn't there been like a case before where a game got released for Steam uh, and then we had to wait like a couple a month or two before it released in the West? I'm not. Well, well I'm not uh, saying it's definitely going to happen. I'm just saying that sure. if passes prologue, they've been um, kind of um, slowing that gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I mean, they're definitely trying to aim towards at least a quicker turnaround because I think like Knights of Azure 2 released in Japan like 
a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then releases here just in a couple of weeks. So it's, you know, only about two months period for that game from Koei Tecmo. So. It kind of goes to show, yeah, the West means so much for Gust and for Koei Tecmo that they need to kind of, yeah, close the gap. Um, and that's fine, you know, because it gives me a, a much a shorter turnaround to finally play that game because I'm really excited to see how they're go, going to uh, cap off what's been a real growth for the series. After Sophie was kind of like, you know, your typical, like it could have existed on the PS3, Ferris was a much bigger upgrade in terms of like a much bigger world that you can explore. And then you've got this. Uh, so it makes you wonder where they go from here. Cause they've got a new like mini trilogy to do with. And the fact that it's going to be out on multiple platforms now is pretty awesome. I think it's great that more people get to play the series, especially on PC. Cause no Vita version though. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a Vita version people are still diehard Vita fans. What James? There is a Vita version in Japan now. Apparently. That's what oh, you're that's saying. What I meant. Yeah, like I, I, I don't remember all the games, but like Koei Tecmo did not localize the Vita version of Knights of Azure, the first it one. Garbage. Yeah, it didn't. Crap. They didn't localize the Vita version of Blue Reflection, which comes out like next week, um, and a couple others maybe. So like, if you're a Vita fan, like die hard, and you never want to play on anything else, you might just have to import. Uh, that's it's like things like this. Switch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the so real thing. I think really it's turning into the new Vita for a bunch yep. of Japanese companies, which I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah. I think honestly, like Nintendo's been been a lot. Like I, I talked about this before, but they're a far more exciting company than Sony's been lately, and that's really goes to show like how many developers are flocking to that system as a Vita replacement because they didn't get much of, of support. It feels like on that platform. Um, like my brother actually sent me his Switch, and so I've got that now, and so I get to experience it for myself. So now I can say I own a Nintendo Switch, I guess. So that's pretty fun. Um, and yeah, that, that's I think that's a that's a, a important piece of news. Oh, I should also mention that I guess they added a bunch of Fire Emblem Warriors maps to Fire Emblem Heroes. So the, I think there's like five of them, and they just announced them to the Japanese version. I don't know how quick the turnaround is for the uh, for uh, the Western version, but that's definitely a, that's apparently a thing. So. I'm looking through Kite's Twitter account to see if there was anything else they talked about here, but he's been attending a lot of uh, events in, in he's attending apparently Idol Master and uh, Master and Dynasty Warriors stuff because he's huge on that. So uh, yeah, BK2128 on Twitter, people who want to see a bunch of stuff about TGS. He's been great. Uh, he helped, like I said before, live tweet uh, or pre- the Sony's pre TGS stuff. So definitely give him a follow if you want to. He does our translations on the site, like yes. like full magazine translations. So yes, and apparently uh, he shared news about that new Neo DLC that's going to be coming out pretty soon here, Bloodshed's End, which I guess is going to end with a boss rush, like blah, and there's an arena mode. Like it's not stuff I want at all. Uh, it's 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 kind of gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a depressing end for Neo uh, compared to how it began, but that's not too surprising. Um, but in another news, so that was a lot of the TGS stuff is up on the site. Uh, Adam and I and others have been posting a lot of the news from that event. Um, a lot, mostly Adam and James. Uh, yeah. So in Monster Hunter World, yeah, they also announced that that's going to be out on January 26th, a worldwide release on uh, PS4 and PC, right? Uh, PS4 and, and Xbox PS4 One. PS4 and Xbox One, PC coming at a later date. So. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Um, we already knew this was going to be a worldwide release. This mm-hmm. was mentioned before. I'm yeah. actually kind of shocked people are surprised that it's worldwide now because that's the whole point. That's the whole reason it's called Monster Hunter World. But okay. Um, I'm excited. I did not expect it to be this soon. I don't think 
really anyone expected it to be this soon, but it's obvious that they've put a lot of time into this and it's looking very polished. I am super excited. It looks great. And I think that uh, from everything I've heard, it's getting huge lines uh, during Tokyo Game Show. So a lot of people in Japan are excited about it. I wonder if that is that same feeling is fared in the, uh, shared in the West because I think people are they're clearly hungry for a game like Monster Hunter, it feels like. And so I uh, can only hope that it, it gets the success that it needs um, to break out because it hasn't had that real breakout title yet. It's been popular off and on, but it's not really been, you know, mass market well, appeal. Well, I'd but, say that it's been a slow burn because yeah. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate actually did sell over 1 million units in the West, which is yeah. nothing to scoff at for a title like that. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm sure they want... Absolutely not, but I think that, you know, for that to be a real success, it needs to get bigger than that. So hopefully this I is think, it. It's like, cross-platform, Capcom, too. So Capcom spent a long time, like, in the last generation. Like, Resident Evil was their kind of worldwide brand. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, Dragon's like, Dolphin. Resident Evil now is kind of like... It still sells, but, like, it's not... Like, this whole dichotomy between, like, the action Resident Evil or the horror Resident Evil, oh, you know, and just... It, it's it's Resident Evil 7, I think, was, like, a small disappointment to them in terms of sales. Um, so they, I think they, like, this is kind of like, okay, we need another worldwide brand. Why not Monster Hunter? Let's really try to, you know... like It's worth this noting that Capcom's been trying to build up the Monster Hunter brand in the West for a long time now. Like, yeah. They've sure. been saying since at least since Try that they wanted Monster Hunter to be as popular in the West as it is in Japan, and that they've been trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So they tried really hard with 3 Ultimate. They tried really hard with 4 Ultimate. Generations was just kind of out there. It was, like, in hindsight, it was a stopgap release. I get the impression that once they started seeing the initial like pre-order numbers for 4 Ultimate in the West and whatnot, that that's when the development for World really began in earnest so that's really that's definitely what it feels like it whether they're not like playing out dragon's dogma online in japan which would be great if it actually came over as well but yeah. we may never see it uh based one thing on i want to come over is that really snazzy looking monster Hunter world ps4 pro please sony please <laughs> do does do i mean I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to special edition consoles, but have there really been many nope. English available special edition PS4s? No, just like HD, HD, like hard drive covers, they put out those things, yeah. but they, they haven't really released any special um, editions. Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, you mean oh, they put out the part of that World War II camouflage one? Oh, that, but thing, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing is an embarrassment. It's. No. Uh, I, doesn't I even feel come like with the there's console. a chance that we'll get that PS4 Pro because I know that I, Nintendo really pushed all those like Monster Hunter 3DS like limited editions. So Capcom's used to having hardware bundles out. I don't know because Sony's you know. pushing Monster Hunter pretty hard. It was like their big reveal at E3. So who knows? It's, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's just a system with a decal on it, so I don't think it'd be that difficult for them. But like even when it came to like the Final Fantasy 15 ones, uh, they didn't they put out a Final Fantasy 15 one, did they? Like a PS4 branded one. I do feel like that came to the West. Yeah, yeah, because there was the PS, it was the PS4, whatever they call it, the Slim. I don't know what they called the the small one. That's now like the normal PS4 that they put out on store shelves. But I I kind of feel like they put and it, all I had was just the logo, so it wasn't even that crazy. Um, but that's, you know, Final Fantasy is a whole another level compared to Monster Hunter, but that's kind of, at least in, in the West, obviously. But, like, I mean, uh, it'd be kind of cool, but they put out a lot of different special editions. Like, it seems like every week they're announcing a new special edition PS4 in Japan. So, Well, uh, it's worth noting that I actually did 
um, ask the community manager for Monster Hunter over at Capcom if there was anything that they could say about that. Said nothing to announce yet, but he didn't say that it's confirmed Japan only. So oh, typical non-answer. Yeah. Typical non-answer, but it's better than nothing. And I feel like if we do get an announcement, it's probably going to be at PSX. Probably. Yeah, that's coming up here pretty soon. First week of December. We'll be there. Uh, but yeah, like that was TGS is still going on. Uh, it's it's going to be ending tomorrow, Sunday. So if there's any other news, you can always check on our site, rpgsite.net. So just look for that. Uh, but in other news that were also being shared this week, near uh, Square Enix announced near Automata had crossed the two million uh, in worldwide shipments and digital sales. So we don't know exactly how that breaks down, but um, that's incredible considering we were just talking about. Kyle, I'm sure you were also sharing with this because you uh, you've been playing that game. It's that it seems like word of mouth has really helped that experience. It feels it feels like near is something that's oh. like just different enough that it's it was it reviewed well. It's something that like no other franchise. It offers something new, mm-hmm. like and interesting. Yes. Um, and uh, I don't know how to put this in a nice way, maybe, but like like. It, it released at a similar time as Persona, and I know it's on Steam and Persona is not, yeah. but like I feel like Nier is almost a little bit more... You're breaking up. You're breaking yeah. up, Adam. Persona. Yeah. Persona is... You're... Sorry. Whoa, you're breaking up bad. Yeah, you're, you're con- yeah. I think your connection's... Keep talking, though. I think we can kind of okay. get you anyway. Uh, all I was saying is like I think Nier kind of has uh, a slightly wider appeal than like Persona, um, of course, and it got it's gotten greater word of mouth. Um, like it offers something a little bit new, a little bit different. Obviously, it's got a Steam release, and that helps. Um, so it is sold really well. Yeah, I think I mean, it's worth uh, mentioning that the character designs were really, really instrumental to that success. Yeah, every, every video, Yoshida is probably one of my favorite designers. Like, period. Yeah. <laughs> so, he is. Like, Zach, but, you can back me up here, but at Anime Expo, it seemed like the most popular cosplay was Tubi. Of course. I mean, that's a given. I think, I mean, we should also mention, I think Persona 5 has already passed 2 million. So it's not like it's, it's like they're, I, I think they're about the same in terms of and sales right now. But like, longer, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, because yeah, obviously they came well, out last October. It, it, let, oh. let me, let me, let me, let me interject a bit here. Like, like near is like uh, the vast overwhelming majority of video games have really terrible writing. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest here. How dare like, you? It's just kind of, of embarrassing, yeah, most of, of it. The truth. And then, like, Nier is, like, legit- legitimately, like, Silent Hill 2 level. Like, this is good for any medium. This is, like, exceptional <laughs> for it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm serious. Too. No, I play Silent Hill so I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I, I absolutely would. There's really new writing would. in Silent Hill 2, though. Yeah, but that's storytelling, not writing. Sure. I mean, like, yes, and I would put that as at the top there. And if you don't want an ear beating, you better back down now. Oh, oh. I love Silent Hill 2, but I'll uh, be honest about it. Come on. Oh, no, you know, yeah. you're wrong. Um uh, Neptunia fans can't talk shit about Silent Hill 2. Um, Excuse me, I'm a big Silent Hill 2 fan. Uh, the way uh, it ended nope, was dumb. Nope. No. The what ending is dumb? Silent Hill 2's ending was dumb. There are multiple endings, so you'd have to clarify. The, the true ending. <laughs> there is no true the ending. The popular one. Okay, the video, gonna, the pillow. He, he's, you've already lost. You've already lost. That's not an ending. That's just what happens in the game. Uh, um, but anyways. Near is the, the comparing UFO it to <laughs> comparing it to Persona. The, the only thing that I would really compare to Persona is that I think people wanted Persona Five to make them feel the way like the first time they played Persona Four for a lot of them, 
where it's like it was the first time they played something like that and it made them feel really special and the my kind of like critique i know this is going to come come back at game of the year is like but my big critique for persona 5 is that it just feels like i played it before like almost like it's like a longer version of persona 4 um and i won't Mm -hmm. say any more than that but it's like i feel like a lot of the complaints that people have had with persona 5 is it's not persona 4 so it's interesting to hear you say that yeah but i'm saying i'm saying in the sense that it's like a nostalgia like trip um like i can't say anything persona 4 (laughs) with all the different games no 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 like you know you know when Twilight Princess came out and they're like, here's Ocarina of Time again. Sure. Uh, that they were it, trying to recreate I, that. I, I, yeah, they're trying to like recreate that feeling people had the first time they played Ocarina of Time. That's what sure. I think Persona 5 tries to do with Persona 4. Um, I, I, they just kind of went with a safe route instead of trying some new things. That, mm-hmm. that would probably be my big critique, even though I'd probably say that's the best Persona game of the three released by... You know, the first two are, don't actually exist. The first Persona game was the third one. Um, but I expected Adam to eat me for that one. Eternal um, Punishment and Innocent Sin are shook. The, the, they, they, they're non The first one, can, the first one I think everyone agrees, hasn't aged well, but I'm Persona actually, 2. I, I'm a, I'm a, I expected a vitriolic response, and no one said anything. So then just Adam is not the... He's, he's very blunt. I don't think Adam's no. really talking about it, though, but that's fine. But, no, 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 no. It, I, was I mean, I, I agree with what Kyle is saying, and like maybe this is what I was kind of trying to say and maybe failing at and also breaking up. But like Nier seems like it's kind of like its own new thing that like can't yeah, have yeah. experienced somewhere else already, where Persona yeah. 5 yeah. seems like it's a good game, but kind of like... We've done uh, a super persona four or something. It's a so, it's for yeah. a particular audience, yeah. whereas Nier Automata can like get a bigger bigger yeah. audience. That's what you were basically saying. Yeah. But, yeah, like it's it's it like kinda, you know, Twilight Princess. That's like the classic example for me. Twilight like, Princess is great, but not a lot of people think that. <laughs> so it, it's it, yeah, but it surely you could admit, even if it's great, that it was trying to be Ocarina of Time again, right? No doubt. No doubt. That was yeah, obvious. But, I mean, I don't blame them because everyone's like everyone, oh we hate Wind Waker. Um actually now we love Wind Waker. Well. Yeah, Wind Waker. I think the opinion has dramatically shifted a long time ago for that game. A lot of people love it now. So at the time, thank God. Yeah, no, totally. They thought it was for kids. That happens a lot, though. Like I remember when Metal Gear Solid Three came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, now we love Metal Gear Solid 2. And then Metal Gear Solid, and then Metal Gear Solid Four comes out, comes out, and they're like, "Now we love Metal Gear Solid 3. It's like make up your mind. Yeah, I gotta um, wait for the next game. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, sorry to interject there, but like, I don't know, Nier's a pretty exceptional game. Well, Automata, I've never played the first Nier. Um, oh, you really should, man. The first That's one has well, a great story, and I'd say Nier Automata has a better soundtrack, but Nier's soundtrack is still amazing. It's, too. The, same, it's the same composer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think beyond just the soundtrack in Automata, the way that the sound design works and how dynamically the songs change depending on what's going on like it'll be the same song but like certain instruments will like fade in and out i just i really liked how that worked in the time kind of a yeah it's kind of amazing when you do like the now i guess i have to be vague because zach hasn't played it but the uh (laughs) the when it goes to like when it transitions to another style 
and the music completely changes seamlessly. Like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, uh, I um, that's the main reason I pre-ordered the uh, import CD for that. It's just so I can get that separate CD of all of those versions of those tracks. That's right. They did that. Yeah. Did they ever bring that to, to America? Is I that believe always you China? were able to buy it through the Square Enix e-store and it was, yeah. it was the same CD. It, import whatnot but you were able to do that if you didn't want to go to amazon japan for whatever reason i I also i also hope that if they're turning near into a franchise they they are they let yoko taro do what he wants like i don't want like near automata 2 comrades um (laughs) did you uh, i I don't exactly i mean that's that's important someone someone brought this up um i don't know if this is what zach was getting at but uh, like Guard 3 when that released on PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 like it had a bunch of like pre-order bonuses and like retailer specific things it had like this really awkward pre-order campaign like you had to pre-order yeah. it so far ahead in advance I like if you pre-ordered that. it six <laughs> months in advance you get more bonuses than if you pre-ordered it one month in advance and what I'm getting at is like they were trying to like milk that thing as much as they could um yeah. so like if turning near to a franchise means like they're going to try and milk that series yeah. as much as they can with all this yeah. bullshit who knows but yeah basically let yoko taro the creator you know it, it was creative work it, you know it should and also like it was a big win for platinum because like mm-hmm, they were right. really they in a horrible spot like yeah they, we like, talked last about year that. they, they really said it, that it saved them yeah. yeah. Well, they so just let 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 the let that they don't even need. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, like don't they don't even have to make another near. Just let that the group of people right. make another game. That's what they should do. Track but Square Enix is probably Track like we need we need a Destiny competitor called Near Something <laughs> made Jack by Platinum. Um, oh man, uh, I just remembered Scalebound got canceled. Fine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's, that's why they, they needed the help. Scalebound was somewhat similar to uh, Drakengard, so I feel like Platinum could make a Drakengard 4. So. I don't want Drakengard 4. Drakengard 3 was garbage. <laughs> like, but, I was so depressed well, after that game. Well, Drakengard, oh. I mean, that was the whole reason to bring in Platinum, right? It was because, what wasn't the story that, who's the Dragon Quest, like, producer? Like, their big, who's the, uh, who's the guy that wanted to work with, with Yoko Taro on Automata? Who's the Dragon Quest guy? I'm blanking on his name right now. Someone will look that up. I mean, I'm not sure what you're getting at. I know the producer right now is like Yosuke well, Saito. Yeah. The, the, the producer, there was the Dragon Quest. One of the big the Dragon Quest names was like, I want to make a game with Yoko Taro. And Square was like, his games are all like really bad. Are you um, talking about Yuji Hori? Was I? I don't know who the name. I just like, Saito I like, is Saito is the guy who's always with uh, with uh, Yoko Taro. It's like he's hanging out with him all the time. Anyways, this is a, the story. Was that like he was threatening to quit, and then they're like, okay, well, you can make a game, but this game actually has to be a good game. So they brought in Platinum. <laughs> I believe I just, what happened yeah. is that they said, oh, we'll make a game of Platinum, and then they had Yoko Taro saying, yeah, thing going on. It's like, okay, this yeah, might like, work. <laughs> Yeah, that I makes mean, sense. Who's the developer? Dragon Art Three developer is Kavya, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Did Kavya still exist when they? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember when exactly they. I think they shut existing. down before then. Yeah, I think they yeah. shut down before that. It was just Square Enix. It's just the remnants of Kavya. Okay. To work on it because I was I remember being bummed out about that, but then I played the final boss drag final boss of Dragon Guard Three, and I got really upset. Like I hated Let's it see. at that point. I was like, Kavya I can't play this game anymore. Near, um. 
Yeah, Nier. I think Nier was their last game, if I'm not mistaken. They did Dragon Guard two, one and two. Yeah, they did not do three. Who did? The, I guess it was just like the rem, Dragon Guard yeah. three was just the remnants of Caveat. They rehired so like, Yoko, who's unemployed at the time. <laughs> so. People, people really liked. He had a pretty cult following of people yeah. that liked his games, despite the. I think it was Yosuke Saito that I was thinking of. Uh, it's I crazy. remember before yeah, Nier Automata came out that there was this like one screen capture that people um, kind of pushed around from like 4chan of all places where it basically boiled down to that the people that are really big fans of um, Taro's work before Atomda, you have to be a masochist. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Just just to kind of cover my bases, Dragon Guard 3 was developed by Access Games, who yeah. they did like uh, um, Deadly Premonition Director's Cut, yeah, a couple he, of these uh, combat games. Well, so, it was uh, Access Games. Isn't that just uh, Swery's old joint? That was his company? Yeah, yeah he worked on Dragon Guard 3, and him yeah. and Yoko Taro actually don't like each other. Nope, uh, I heard that. I knew about that part. That's why yeah. I was, when he said access, I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that was such yeah, a weird. Sw- yeah, Swery, yeah, they don't get along at all, apparently. <laughs> I think it's Ryoko Taro's work ethic probably has a part of it, but we'll see. I don't know. It's yeah. all the same. Funny, it's funny because I, I, I used to like think that like Swery kind of had the same appeal of no, as Yoko Taro, where he's like, oh, he these does. really, really beloved games, but they play like utter shit. Um, uh, it's, well, you know I, about I, the. Sorry, go ahead. I'd rather I think Deadly Premonitions on a whole other level in terms of playing badly. You know, I really you know like the, that game. Yeah, you know about the story though, right? Like Deadly Premonition had none of those action sequences unless until the publisher told him he had yeah. to add them. So yeah, yeah, and yeah it shows. <laughs> it really shows. Oh my god, last minute uh, gameplay sequences. Yeah, of course it does. And then the so only, you have the extended sequences of them sitting at a table across from each other. For the hours. only the only the only person that likes Twin Peaks more than me is Swery. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh yeah, even the new game is totally is is uh, the good life, whatever is straight up. That's not going to get funded, and I'm sad. Yeah, it's it's really not doing great. It's it's. I thought it like we talked about it before. They I thought it'd be like easy. They should have gone with Kickstarter. Well, it's one point five million, so that's he was, a lot. he was doing he was doing a really good Kickstarter campaign or like like initiative or like just trying to get build up the game on Twitter where he was having everyone send them his their cats and he would rate them. <laughs> like I'm trying to get <laughs> spears or whatever it was to join on the project, I think, oh. at some point. He's yeah, he's a special guy. I mean he's great, but like, you know, him and Yokotaro in a room together I think would be like the most it's just like and, one of like, those things where like they probably their work ethic probably just clashes. I no, I, I think that's like the clash of history right there, like them two in in, a, in one room. But like even going back to like Dragon Guard One, like I shared, we shared a commercial on our Twitter account, and even then you could tell like this is very much Yokotaro kind of game, and it seems like now people, and I think that you know. Of all people, Hironobu Sakaguchi talked about this at Enemy Expo, that he feels like Yokotaro, only now people are really starting to appreciate his work. And so it's in, and it's really showing in terms of the response that he's getting and the love that he gets. That's that, like, he's been like this for a long time. It's just now, like, the world is caught, caught up to his vision, pretty much. So It's, it's going to be it's interesting all... to see the next Yokotaro game and it actually have a big budget. Didn't he, didn't he release a mobile game recently? Sinnoh Alice, yep. Sinnoh Alice, yeah. It wasn't but great. I... But he, I think the big thing though is just that his other games do not play very well. No, so no, Platinum Games is definitely. I like, don't hear hope... that the gameplay in Nier was fine, but 
yeah. It was fine, but it, it was like a foundation for what Nier Automata made of, did far better. I mean, I haven't played a lot of Nier Automata, but I can immediately tell that much. And that's it's, a game that I'll, of course, get to uh, soon enough. But it's just, you know, good for good for Square Enix uh, for taking the chance to make a sequel to a game that no I, one thought would ever kind of be pulled out of the cobwebs. Um, I think they... Uh, it's I definitely worked say, out for them. Yeah, I do want I do I do want to add that um <clears throat> despite all this success I I think it's honestly a ma- and I I say this as the biggest Automata fanboy I think it is a massive shame that the PC version is still fucked. I yeah. heard that too from people responding. Yeah, like, Are you going to fix this? <laughs> so so example I got uh our Natalie who writes for the site she, I'm, I have to be really vague about this because I don't want to spoil it, but Please. she got to the very final sequence and she had to install a fan-made hack to finish it. Oh, oh is it God. is it the is it the cutscene issues that's been happening? Is that it? Or no, it was something else. Something, something else, but it happened to another friend I know, and it's just like, like it's clearly not. It's not an abysmal PC port. It's not like Dark Souls or something like that. Uh, okay. um, but it's it. That's the frustrating part. It's like you could just like hire the platinum to you know spend like a weekend like doing QA for this game and finishing the port, and they just won't do it. Like they said it was coming, and they just still won't do it. And I I would honestly say if you're listening, like despite the fact that it looks better and it performs better, uh, or like you know in the sense that a PC game would. Um, definitely get the PS4 version because, Bingo. like, because I've seen like, I can't say because I don't want to spoil it, but like the very final thing, another friend where the game crashed over and over and over. Oh, that would totally ruin the whole experience at that point. For yeah, me, or like yeah, sour yeah. me. And that, that's the frustrating part is like it's not a horrible port. It's something they could actually fix. It's not Dark Souls where like it's they, it's it yeah. sounds like it's one of those things that's like maybe like sensible that like on a 1.0 version of the game when it was first released there's a couple of bugs that weren't ironed out yet it yeah, was delayed right you might argue so... that, yeah, it was, it was i know you might argue there should never be any bugs but like no it's one of those things that like maybe it's sensible like oh they'll this is something they can you know patch up like in the weeks after release like yeah, yeah easily. that's that's, that's like makes it simple. Like, and now it's like exactly. six months yeah. yeah, and and the worst part is like Platinum, like they had just released Bayonetta and Vanquish, and those are both extremely good ports. Yes, I know those are old games, but like the, they're capable. It's not like a matter of like the team isn't capable. It's just it's that because Square just Square... pay them to fix it. Well, yeah, exactly. The, I, I I don't know exactly the hierarchy of like who does what and in these situations, but those are also Sega and this is yeah. Square. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do. Oh, I know, I know that it's like it's not like Platinum's neglecting it. I just mean like it's not that they can they can't do it. It's just Square's just like eh, eh. We're getting our, <laughs> so we're getting our sales anyways. Yeah, it's yeah. Maybe. I and wonder. Sorry, sorry go ahead. No, yeah, I, it's like I wondered if like oh, just hi, Durante. Uh, but it's 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 the case where I wonder like if they are ever going to fix it, like you're talking about, because at this point, as you said, six months later, still hasn't done anything. Like. There have been a couple of games on Steam that got random updates like way later than they wasn't, should have. Wasn't Final Fantasy thirteen one of those? I was gonna mention that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, think I think we mentioned this before I mean, too. Like, people mention like Dark Souls as being like one of the worst PC ports, but <laughs> Final Fantasy thirteen has that beat. Well, yeah, I think uh, also one one game that came to mind was Tales of Symphonia. Oh yeah. Like that game released like February two thousand. It was like it was a 2015 was already that long ago. on Steam, I think. 
Yeah. But I think like when Tales of Symphonia was ported to Steam, like this is Bandai Namco now, like it was like terrible. Like the port, like it was like the PS3 Wasn't that version like a was pre-order bonus for Basiria or yeah, something. It was a free Zisteria? game. For, yeah. For for uh, Zisteria. Yeah. But like the PS3 version of that game is already pretty bad, and the P- PC version is like worse. And then like it was just kind of sat like that for like I think it was like a year. Yeah. And, like, like the next summer. And, People had, like, I think even Durante had, like, a couple of, like, you know, patches that he made for it. And then, like, just kind of randomly, like, a year later, hey, we, here's an official patch that basically fixes everything. Like, oh. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, he, he's make a, <clears throat> he's made a, you know, he did the PC port for uh, Trails of Cold Steel, well, and it's really good. Well, I should mention yeah. that that patch that Ben and Amco put out, I think, was, that, that didn't have anything to do with Durante officially, but Durante oh. had some, like, fan patches in the meantime. Yeah. He, um, whereas Cold Steel is actually like Durante getting paid to do this. So, <laughs> didn't Durante say though that like he's not going to do that for free anymore because that became like a, I a thing? I, I assume he's getting paid for this. Yeah, he's getting so, paid yeah, why not? by Exceed. So it's like, he yeah, oh no, 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 oh no, Exceed. I meant, I mean, I meant he's no like, longer going to be doing let, uh, like fan fixes. Yeah, he's not going to do those. Like I, to bring I it think, all, I think to bring it to bring it all full the, circle. The like one of the most atrocious PC ports like I've ever seen is Deadly Premonition PC. Oh uh, yeah, oh I played that. Oh, you so you, bas- you basically you basically you basically have to like you know perform a ritual sacrifice with a bunny <laughs> to make that to work. <laughs> I could not play it. It was so. I'm just broken. I'm just waiting until Deadly Premonition is on backwards compatibility for Xbox so I can play it. Oh, I did. It always on really, PS3. It always well the PS3 port's not that great either. Um, mm-hmm. it runs at like eight frames per second, which always bothers oh. me. It's like what always bothers me because like Deadly Premonition, like there are legitimately Dreamcast games that look better than Deadly Premonition. Like, oh, why does this true. run like shit? It was why sold for this... twenty bucks. <laughs> I know, I know. There's like, <laughs> it's a budget swe- game. Sweary, it's like you made a great uh, like a game that's really fun or really interesting, and but it like come on, dude, come on. I mean, yeah. D4 was pretty cool. <laughs> I like that game too, even if we won't get a new episode or a new season. Yeah. You know it's so you know it's so weird that his game was called D4, but there was already a series called D. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's what's his name like Kenji uh, Ika Ika. I don't forget his name. Yeah, Ika. but which, he which, yeah. Spoilers: the original D stood for Dracula. Oh my gosh! Did you hear like there was a story going around? Uh, I don't want to get too much into this, but like uh, it was Kenji, you know. Like apparently there was a scene in the in the game that was supposed to be cut because it was like uh, ESRB were, were going to make it like a, an adult only rating mm-hmm. if the if he didn't cut it. So what he did is that like he told them he cut it and then on the way there he swapped the file for the final master and it got in the game anyway. Wow. <laughs> he's, such, he's such a guy. It was amazing. <laughs> like I hear stories about that stuff. It's so good. But yeah, like he, he put, yeah, it was like D and I think it was like Enemy Zero and then D2, whatever it was. But yeah, that was supposed to be a trilogy. It was like act, his like vision. I don't want to get too much on a tangent, but I thought it was fascinating. Like that whole trilogy of games that he made uh, mm-hmm. was all about like actors portraying these characters in a game. So it's like following your favorite movie actor, like say, you know, Tom Hanks, or whatever. Like you can watch that person play the roles of these characters. Like they're actual games, but like it's the same actor quote-unquote uh playing these roles i thought that was fascinating and it's it's sad to see that that guy passed away like a few years ago so yeah we'll mm-hmm. see like that uh, his modern vision i think he's last thing he did was like a mobile game or something like that but like yeah. that uh, it's it's funny when you think about yeah like like yeah d4 what happened to d3 <laughs> but yeah uh, anyways yeah, three. um near automata 
there's going to be a new near game or these two yep. dragon near game. It was the news that they're hiring for like uh not they were hiring that, people to work at like near game uh design but mechanics. But Nix has said in their um latest um report, financial report that they see serious um franchise potential in near. So Yeah, it can which kind of excites and frightens me. Games is a service, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too worried about it because you have to understand that Nier Automata actually was only developed in two years, and like a good portion of that time was Platinum making the engine for it because they didn't mm-hmm. reuse an engine; they made a new one. Yeah, yeah. So if, the, if it's still problem. Platinum and Yoko Taro and whatnot, even they could probably still get games out in like two years, especially I since they're that... not going to be remaking that engine. So. I think that sounds great. I know some people want a remake of the first Nier, but I'd, I'd rather they just make whatever they want. I'd, like, I wouldn't mind a remaster, but not a remake. Yeah, yeah, port. Like, just make yeah, it yeah. run on a computer. Yeah. Or PC, something. more people got... Yeah, because it's now it's like stuck on PS3 and 360. It'd be nice to see that. I mean, if it has to be like Xbox is that, One or Is whatever. that backwards compatible on Xbox no. One? Nope. Sadly, no. no, not yet. Because it would be kind of fascinating to see if any improvements would be made on some of that stuff, just in terms of technical performance. But near it wasn't that bad to begin with, as far as that was. Because I, you know, other than like slow down when there was too many projectiles on screen, it wasn't like that bad as far as that's concerned. But yeah, it could use with a visual bump, and that's kind of what the backwards compatible stuff also provides. Like yeah. you saw that Red Dead Redemption stuff was a big upgrade for that. So. Mm-hmm. But um, still interesting to think yeah. that the best way to play Red Dead Redemption is to play it on Xbox One. <laughs> I played it. The, it's uh, great. Like it's, the, it's amazing uh, version. now. that 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 game PC. never got. Uh, yeah. The no, no. PC. See, Sony advertised it. You can play it on PC now with PlayStation Now. <laughs> Whoa, wow. The, they uh, played the somewhat subpar PS3 version, which I it's how I played that game. But I yeah. played that. I loved that game. But Red Dead, Revol- Red Dead Revolver is a PS2 to PS4 game. <laughs> Apparently, the whole reason why Red Dead never got ported to PC is just because that the game's code is like atrocious. They oh, didn't wow. comment their code. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that, that's the Stein monster. Like, we can't deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they that was and because they know people will buy it like crazy, so yeah. like it must be really bad. And also, like if I I loved Red Red Dead Redemption, but it was one of those games that had some horrendous bugs. Like your horse would just turn into a lady, and you'd ride around a monster lady. I had a part where, like, my cart, like, I, I found, like, you know, a bunch of those carts. They were bouncing up and down nonstop. And when I got out, when I was being, like, thrown all the way across the cart, it was such a, a weird bug. And there was, like, one where, like, I remember seeing a bug where, like, there's, like, the ending cutscene where you're supposed to shoot a guy. And then, like, it goes, it cuts back to the real world stuff that's happening. And you're supposed to, like, shoot the guy. But then, like, a wolf jumps out of nowhere and bites his arm and kills the guy. Anyway, so. <laughs> well, I mean, the outcome doesn't change, really. No, yeah. Well, no. I'm saying like you, the player, got killed before it could happen. So you got a game over before anything could happen. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's an there's an alternate ending to Red Dead Redemption. I had no idea about. Like you're given an option to run away, and I had no idea that existed until I saw a video for it. I just thought that was fascinating. That um, uh, that it's so weird that La Noire is getting a Switch port. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking Rockstar games, and I thought about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of Rockstar, they got a new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 next Thursday. So, man, that's I like I would I'd be curious to see, you know, if we're going to tie it into what we do, it'd be curious to see Rockstar games do like an RPG (laughs) because they got all these systems in place, right? 
they've got a beautiful engine that yeah. I I actually don't really like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five too much, but I played through all of it because the PC port was just unbelievable. Like it just oh, looked it's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of freaked me out because like I've been to LA three times for E three now, and like there was a I'll never forget this as long as I live. But there was a moment where I was doing a a, a quest or a, a mission in uh, in GTA Five where I had to go to the airport. And, like, I pulled up to the terminal that I get on in real life to get on my plane. And it was so fucking weird because it looked yeah. 100% the same. 100% the same. Yeah. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> it's, a, it's such a damn shame that Rockstar is on that whole games as a service thing. Like, I, I saw an image somebody posted a few, like, a few days ago where it's like, Rockstar was releasing one, maybe two games a year up until 2013. And ever since 2013, it's just been GTA 5. Because it's the GTA Online stuff. And I mean, it, yeah. it goes yeah. to show like how what how important that is because it's now like GTA 5, like a couple weeks ago, not even like a week ago, in fact, it became the best-selling game of all time. Because like yeah. a few months ago, it passed 80 million. And now I think it's it's clearly higher that than game, that because it's been top five forever, it seems like. Well, you, you, see, um, you see these games that and how much money they rake in like just look at like player unknowns battlegrounds like that's going to be a monster forever yeah, now yeah. now they can't yeah. have anybody else copying their formula apparently that's the ticket of court so you know you know that you know that you know that uh that speaking of that grand theft auto 5 tried to put in a PUBG mode and apparently it's terrible oh i heard they were going to do that they apparently they did, did they did they did do it they did do oh, it oh my god the fortnite that's... one looked pretty cool but like if they're gonna get like sued because it was gonna go free to play in a few days so yeah. I guess I, not gonna I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I think... worry if about Epic getting sued because they that are, would be the, the that would be the worst thing for Blue Point to do because I'm sure there's a Blue Hole. Well, yeah. well Blue Hole. Sorry, yeah. we were talking about Blue Point earlier. That yeah. would be the worst thing for them to do because I am sure there's a clause in the Unreal Engine contract that says if you sue us, your license goes bye bye. I, I, I don't, don't think they care. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think they're gonna get into a legal battle. Like no. I think they're just. I think their egos are hurt a little bit. Not to um, mention, Epic is owned by Tencent, so they would definitely have the money to fight that out. <laughs> I mean, every single game in the universe uses the Unreal Engine at this point, so uh, I think they they don't have to worry all that. And it's not gonna happen. It's just that whole thing was yeah. so silly because it's like. Every single seminal, really popular game, especially, like, like imagine if, if like, if like Nintendo went after every 2D platformer because Mario existed, mm-hmm. and you know, back in the 80s, like that, that, that you know, it's silly. Um, you know, when World of Warcraft started getting big, there was MMOs copying it out. Oh, the ass, totally. and, tons of them. And then when League of Legends came out, and same thing, Overwatch, same thing. There was that Dota lawsuit, though, with Blizzard and Valve, which was... Yeah, I I remember that. It's like, yeah. That's just the name. All those games I mentioned are also pull from something else. You know, League of Legends was inspired by Dota, and WoW was by EverQuest, so on and so forth. Oh, so many MOBAs now that are exactly the same, pretty much. Except for some, like, try to change it up, but yeah. I just just think that, that, uh, just speaking on that, that Blue uh, blue Hole needs to calm down. It's like, oh, yeah, you have the most popular game in existence right now. Like, relax. It, it just makes, I, I bet that, you know, it's just obviously, uh, you know, grandstanding to kind of, you know, show that, you know, if anybody else tries to do this, you know, if it's maybe it's not epic, but somebody. Uh, but honestly, like, 
even their player base is calling their rights but like yeah it's not going to stop anyone else from doing the same thing they're doing because there's a ton of like call of duty ripoffs as well so whatever i've said yeah exactly call of duty too and i've said this since the beginning but i predict that the next battlefield game will almost 100 percent have a a battle royale mode i would love that honestly because ubisoft e3 2018 they're gonna announce three of those suckers Tom Clancy's yeah. PUBG, no. Uh, Tom Clancy's so. PUBG. I love. Isn't it so fucked that like Tom Clancy's been dead for years and they <laughs> they still act like it's he, the branding. It's, it's a sad, really. I That's know. It's ridiculous, out. though. It's just like, is he like he's like they're performing necromancy to like get him to approve this game? Yeah, like, just his hand. That's it. So he can sign off. Like the rest of his body's dead, but just the hand. It's like a Metagross solid thing. <laughs> his hand you know, got grafted onto somebody else's arm, and now he fa- is Tom Clancy. His family, his family must have gotten so much money from Ubisoft. Well, they it. still are. I'm sure. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I had a tangent. Well, let's move into the last piece of news that we've got, which is probably not as exciting as the other stuff. It's the fact that Gagingworks announced on their Twitter account that Summer Night 6 will finally be coming out after months and months and months of issues, including uh, not getting the proper ROM file to put the to master the game on the discs, and also Sony actually... Um, dec- uh, excuse me. Uh, trying to think of the word. Uh, 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 they turned them down. Yeah, they, they failed their certification because of... Uh, their game had too many bugs that were game-breaking, so they had to fix all that stuff. So they were able to, a week ago, they cleared the Vita version, and recently they cleared the PS4 version, and then I noticed on the PlayStation blog update for the drop uh, next week, it was listed as coming out next week, for PS4 and Vita. Uh, we haven't gotten a copy of it yet, so I don't know what the situation is with that, but yeah, it's announced for uh, Tuesday, which is crazy because uh, we've been talking about this what seems like forever because it's easily Vic Ireland uh, formerly of working designs formerly of uh, he worked on games like Lunar the Lunar series and um, all those games uh, he is going to be putting out this game and it's the biggest thing he's ever worked on and so the fact that it's going to kind of drop out of nowhere with not much fanfare kind of has me concerned but Adam you're still excited right you've been covering that for us <laughs> I like to try. I like SRPGs. I always try them just to hope, like maybe this one will be really good. And so we'll see. Did you ever before five? Because you covered that for us as well. Did you ever play like the Swordcraft stories? I bought them. I have the both the GBA games, Swordcraft stories, and I have Twin Age for D, for DS. They're really I just good. Haven't played them. You yeah. I, as as someone who enjoys like the you know the strategy RPGs, Shin Megami Tensei games, and all that. Uh, I think you'd really like, especially like the Swordcraft story. They're very addictive um, and mm-hmm. beautiful art. Uh, that's why it was such a shame that that series didn't get more love over here because it was such a popular series like yeah. that in Soccer Wars. The weird. The weird part about Summon Night Six is that it's kind of like a, it's basically a, like a, almost like a fan service game in terms of like it has like characters yes. like a multiverse thing from all the other Summon Night games. They come so through like, like the the yeah they come through the different dimensions right. too. Like it's, it's it's like a combined world or whatever. It's like oh so I guess these characters are from the first game and these guns are from the second game. These are the third yes. and these are the fourth and none of these games have been translated. So yeah. <laughs> I and I'm sure for your sake and for everyone else's sake that they have at least some like not so much an encyclopedia, but a way for you to really learn about that stuff. Because yeah, you would not know that there's a lot of like heroes, like protagonists from those games, and even antagonists show up in that in, in Summon Night Six as well. So I guess we'll find out. But you've got a huge game apparently in front of you. Uh, if we go, do get a copy, but you know we'll make it happen either way. Uh, but that's I think it for the news. Then said uh, a lot of stuff to talk about this week and. 
Uh, we've got a lot of games coming out this upcoming week, so stuff to get excited about. But for now, I'll just let you guys know who are listening, where you can find us. You can always find us on RPGSite.net. Like I said, we've got all the news we talked about um, from TGS. We've also got reviews for Mary Skelter, Absolver, Dinkin' Rope by V3, we talked about before, Excel Word vs. Sword On Online, uh, Warriors All-Stars, and of course, uh, James had his review of Destiny 2 show up uh, last Sunday, so anyone who didn't get to see it then uh, can watch it, uh, can check it out now. You can also find us on Twitter at RPG Site, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RPG Site Net, youtube.com slash RPG Site Net. Now subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Just search for TetraCast. Also our permanent link, Discord, discord.me slash RPG site. I actually just got invited for the video chat, so we might be able to do like some seek up video sharing stuff. We might be doing streams, guys. I don't know. Uh, finally, I'd uh, like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So James, where can they find you? At the sweet, T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T. Thank you. Kyle? Uh, at Levito, that's at L-E-V-I-T-0. Adam? K-N-G underscore S-E-D-A. Pinceta. Uh, you can always find me at Zachary. So that's it for September 23rd, 2017 edition of the TetraCast. For everyone, catch us next week for yet another episode. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, boy! Josh got fourth place in Gundam Versus at CO Talk to. How many people signed up? Four. Five. <laughs> you guys were recording that, right? I was. All right. Yeah. You guys were? I was recording, only the last couple times I've recorded, the, it hasn't turned out very well. So if you hopefully if you need mine, it's not terrible. Why does mine only show in 31 seconds? Uh, Kyle, were you recording? I was not. Uh, James? I was. Let me. Okay, cool. Thank God. Mine is that's why still I have recording. <laughs> Skype is so bad. I can't wait to uninstall this forever. Yeah, that's because they do the chat thing now. If we do like the chat, uh, I think Discord. Once they get voice recording, holy crap, life will be so much easier. Now, it would be possible for us to like talk in Discord and like record. The the one way you could do it, I know that the way some people do it is they they get OBS and they record their desktop audio. Yeah, uh, uh, of that sounds like kind of a pain though. Yeah, it's not that reliable. It's not. It's that in, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I could totally do that. I just uh, just choose for it to only pick up the uh, audio, not the video at all, and that could totally happen. But 